to another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, here with Zoo and P. Bush. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Zoo talking pre, uh, pre-pod. pre Just came back from Italy, and you're about to head out that way. Beautiful country, beautiful people, man. Beautiful food. Can't complain, man. Except the only thing is, you're out of the loop on all American sports, man. So you can't keep up. Not that there's that much going on right now, as we've, we've kind of hit that lull of the summer in American <laughs> yeah. sports uh, complex. But, man, they just talk about soccer. Sorry, European football all the time, man. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, I enjoy watching it, but I don't know jack shit about it. So <laughs> glad to be back in America, man. It's fun to leave the country every once in a while, but I needed my own bed. That's all I wanted, man. For sure, man. I'm looking at the date, man. It's the 27th, man. I'm leaving yeah. in two days, man. Thursday night go. at mid-eye, man. It's a red-eye flight, man. Ooh. It's going to be a long night. Good I'm going to be sleeping the entire time, man. It's, I don't even know how many hours the flight is. At least it's a direct flight, man. But Jesus Christ, man. When I woke up today, uh, one of my eyes was a little fucked up, man. Uh, <laughs> I, in, man. I woke up. You know when you wake up and you're a little tired, you can't open up your eyes, man. Yeah. But I'm like... Okay, this, this, a little, this is a little too hard to open up one of my eyes. I look at, <laughs> and I look at the mirror, man. This left eye right here it was swollen and red. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't go into work like this, man. I look at like a buffoon, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was like, man, I was, call, any, I was, dude, I was calling that. This weekend, man. Huh, the nothing, man. Dude, no, dude, legit. Right there. No, no, legit. You know what I've been I've been grinding on work, man. I, I, it's been seven mm-hmm. days straight of working. I work, I work both Saturday and Sunday, eyes, man. dude, dude, let, dude. I was I was telling my roommate last night. Man, I was like, my eyes a little getting a little getting a little hurting a little last night. Man, it was like twelve o'clock at night. I was still <laughs> working. I woke up this morning. I got rewarded with a swollen eyelid, man. I'm just like mm. Jesus Christ. Maybe. All the doctors, man. I'm like, yo, K positive. Like you ain't infected. You good to go. Get some eye drops. Put a put a towel on your head. And now it's like looking a little normal again, even though it's, I, it definitely you know doesn't feel normal. It definitely doesn't feel normal, but it looks <laughs> yeah. normal. Your mind like, said, I don't want to see what the bulls did in the draft, man. So, you know, I was just about that. To eye. Bring it up. <laughs> That's it, man. Shun your he eyes. Was reading those, even look. He was reading those uh, Julian Phillips stats. Mm-hmm. That, uh, right. that was at Tennessee when he was uh, Derek playing Jones for the vo- Tennessee oh, volunteers. Man. That's what he got. Derek Jones 2.0. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but the draft, speaking of that, happened last week, and it was a lot of trades and a lot of scenarios and people prognosticating what they thought would happen. And for the most part, the first couple of picks kind of stayed true to form, even though Charlotte may disagree with that because they uh, – I would say they was a little disappointed seeing uh, Scoot go to – or Brandon Miller go to the Hornets and Scoot going to Portland. So I wanted to ask the guys, you know, just an overall feel for what they saw in the draft and a Peebles. You can go ahead and start this one. Man, I think, you know, the Brandon Miller pick, I don't I don't hate that pick for the Hornets. I mean, they I know we're gonna get into a little bit of free agency later, but you know, it seems like they might re-sign Miles Bridges. I think he's only got like ten games left in his suspension that it's uh bleeding over into next season. But uh I do really like this this Scoot Henderson pick. I think a lot of people assumed he'd go second. Maybe they thought he'd clash a little bit with Lamelo. Like I said, kind of been out of the loop on American sports. I don't know if there've been any rumor mills or, or big storylines kind of across that that board when it comes to potential chemistry of players. But looking from the Blazers' point, man, I think this was this was a great pick. They got Scoot Henderson. I mean, Shaden Sharp. We got another young guy to pair up with Lillard. Uh, we talked about Anthony Simons before as well. Um, and, and this really just kind of solidifies their need or the unnecessary point of trading Damian Lillard. I mean, sure, he's kind of getting up there in age and 
you know, how many more years can we see at the production that we've we've been used to seeing him since really 2014, in my opinion, even if not even a little bit earlier. Um, pairing him up with a bunch of young guys, I mean, they're not going to win a championship in the next couple of years. That's fair, but I think it does set them up for the future. Maybe they're kind of kind of viewing Lillard like, all right, yeah, this guy's going to keep us relevant. This guy will win us some games. Uh, maybe he can mentor some of these young guys. And and if he does well, maybe they flip Lillard at the trade deadline. I don't know. That could be a potential move if they don't really see, um, you know, playoffs. In, I'd say probably a high play-in seed or a, a low top six seed in the Western Conference this year, which could be a tough task. So I do think it's still a good pick just for kind of right now. Maybe make Lillard to be an optimal trade piece, even though he already is. Just kind of trying to find that right suitor. And you're pairing up a nice young squad, um, you know, with with the guys that have already been there and been proving themselves over the past couple of years. So I do like the Scoot Henderson pick. I think it was a a blessing that he fell to three for them. Yeah, man. I'm like, obviously, my biggest thing was seeing what the Blazers do at three, trading the pick or keeping the pick, because that decision will determine Damian Lillard's fate. A lot of reports right now about him and Blazers having meetings about potential trades or uh, potential of discussions it. of what yeah. he's going to do and a lot of that hedged on that trading that number three overall pick but looking like the blazers want to advance with that pick so i feel like eventually a trade will happen i don't know how fast it will but obviously you got to maintain the value so you got to have out the rumors that oh man we're all in about working together but i know i know that's some fake yep. smoke man i know he's <laughs> gonna get traded man you gotta play the game man you gotta have the value you can't be like oh Thanks Leverage. for sale, man. Yeah, exactly. Got to be like, we're keeping him, drive up the value even more, man. So both sides are playing that game right now. Dane probably wants a nice package back for the Blazers, man. So they have mutual respect for each other. So that's what happened over there, man. I'm telling you right now. Dude, the Thompson Twins, man? Mm. Are they really that good? Because right now, G- these guys did not play college ball, man. They played an overtime elite, which is like a mm-hmm. like a high school YouTube clip made their own league. Pretty <laughs> yeah, much. Exactly. That's what happened. That's what Who overtime elite is. It's like it's yeah. that, that's pretty much what it is. It's like a high school, like they were not playing against the best competition. So stats wise, you don't really know. Like obviously, G League Unite, you're playing against like G League level players and potential future pros. So Scoot Henderson played against some real competition. Obviously, when Miyama overseas mm-hmm. and European like leagues are a lot better. But these Thompson twins, man, like obviously mm-hmm. I'm looking at Mr. Amen, man. I, like I saw it's like the Amen. man, they, they might look alike like since they're twins, man. But Amen's like the dog, man. Amen's the guy yeah. that's the point guard, the score, the pass guy. I'm real, really interested of the Houston Rockets draft. Because they, they got the, it, yeah. because they got the biggest, wins, they, they got the biggest draft drop of the <laughs> all the projection had Mr. Whitmore as a top ten pick. Mm. Yeah, and then you and then you hear all these reports. Like it's surprising, like they don't report it before, but after all, oh, the reason he dropped was injury concerns or something, or he had a bad mm. inter. Man, I didn't hear any of that before the draft. Mm. Like I feel like the, those type of things would pop up. Before the draft, they're just trying to rationalize why he dropped. I'm not sure why he dropped so much, but maybe it was the interviews. He's not a good interview guy. Like maybe that's what it is. But dude, this Whitmore kid, man, freak athletically, man. Like he's physically ready for the NBA. The jump shot, it's a little slow, man. I got to give him that. Yeah, the jump shot, here. it's yeah. like yeah, it's a, it is not a fluid jump shot, but you can work on that. But physically, and came at 20. 
especially if you get a first-round pick that late, it doesn't matter if you miss that because everything past the lottery is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. You look yep. at historically, everything is a crapshoot, and you got a guy with that much upside and that much athleticism. The Houston Rockets are building a nice young core of freakish athletes, man. Yep. Like you look at the entire, <laughs> you go from the Thompson twin to Whitmore to Jalen Green to Jabari Smith. Like the only guy that's not a freak athlete is Sangoon, but that guy's one of those like in the Jokic mode, man. He's like the center that loves passing the ball. I'm doing that. Yep. So I'm like, so you got better. these freak athletes playing with these young guys over there. And this year in free agency, they're going to be more aggressive trying to win because they don't own their draft picks. Um, but yeah, I don't know about that. But no. man, this young no, core, please, no. you, you got to, this young core right now that they're building right now is really, really interesting. And I'm excited because they got a real head coach and then Ime Udoka, who's a real head like, all respect to Silas, man. That guy looked way over. And, like, just, he ain't no head coach, man. No. He ain't no head coach, man. Even like he's a, he's also scrawny looking dude, too, man. I'm just like, yeah, that's, too, that's too skinnier than me. It goes it goes through with the personal shot. That's too yeah, skinnier exactly. than me. Silas, man, Silas in a shirt, man. He does not fill up an extra small, man. Oh, Jesus dude. Christ. That dude ain't getting no respect <laughs> to the NBA players, especially with these dogs on Houston, H-Town. He just complained about oh, my opportunity. Man, he's jack shots all the time, man. I watched him play. Nah, exactly. Now they got a real now guy in Ime Udoka who knows how to discipline his players, who has the respects of NBA players. Like, he had the respects of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. Like, he got that respect from those guys. So, you get these, these Houston kids, man, because they kids. They all kids, man. Get the respect. Super young, too. Yeah. yeah. Super like, young. obviously, like – the problem with a team this young, man, everybody going to be trying to get buckets, man. Like, the whole thing with Porter Jr., that dude's a, that's the boy guard. That dude loves getting buckets, man. You put in a Thompson twin, that guy might try to well, – they're probably going to be fighting for a starting job. Porter might have to go. Seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. based on, like, contract situation, go. there's, there's going to be a lot of misaligning incentives right now because a lot of these young guys are trying to prove themselves to get the bag. So, obviously, winning is not priority number one. Getting your numbers, yep. getting nice advanced stats to show your your general manager that I am worthy of a big extension. So, like that's gonna be a huge hurdle. But I think Ime Udoka is the right man for the job, and I'm I'm excited to see this Houston Rockets team because yeah. even though they don't have that many wins, the young talent on this team is impressive. Like there, there, there's some bad teams in the NBA, but all of them have an interesting collection of young talent, which is really really exciting for this deep NBA right now. So. What the Houston Rockets did in the draft, man, was the most exciting thing I've seen. Hmm. And they just need to get him to mesh. I think Udoka's, yeah. I mean, that's he's a guy you bring in, even though he's only had, what, one year of head coaching experience. Oh, yeah. He proved, yeah, he proved that he, he was in the Spurs. Yeah, it's true. He was in their farm system. But, you know, also yeah. dealing with a lot of different egos all at once. I would say that, you know, Jalen Brown, he's – right, they consider him the know-it-all, right? And then, obviously, Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum on the court. And then you got Marcus Smart, who's definitely the de facto leader, was at least, of that team. And that's always going to be an ego because that guy's usually going to, whoever, and, you know, Draymond, same kind of thing, right? They think that they know better. Uh, and, I, and I think Udoka, he learned from that, handled it well, and now he can apply it elsewhere. Yeah. I, I do think Udoka is going to be critical because, it, you know, he only had one year of experience, technical experience with the head coach. Yeah, of Boston, but I do think him being with Pop, he probably learned a thing or two. So, uh, <laughs> and 
I do I like I just got on Zoo for talking about Silas and being scrawny, but I do think sometimes because I think Thibodeau had this effect too. Like when you're a guy who just kind of is like more imposing, even though like I don't know if Thibodeau even played the league, maybe he did. It does no, kind of have a psychological it. effect. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't want to disrespect him. Maybe playing a G League somewhere. I don't oh, know. stop! But, a smaller version of Thibodeau. Maybe, maybe but, back in middle school and high school, man. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Tips, man. But I do think that kind of is a psychological thing that sometimes players look at, and Udoka des- definitely has the presence of like someone oh, yeah. who he's a big dude. If you want to get smart with me, I could, I could go, I can go there with you. So. Uh, but I, I agree with you too. I, I'm like, I'm almost close to saying I think Houston may had the best draft just because of the Whitmore falling and Amin Thompson. He's definitely like the playmaker of the two brothers. Now his yep. shot is a little bit quirky, mm-hmm. a little bit, but it, he, I don't think the motion is it is as bad. Now his brother's a better shooter, uh, and he's I think a better defender. But I think if you just give him the keys and let him go. I think Houston's going to have a chance to be really good in a few years. That's why yep. I'm very against him getting James Harden because they're going to be like, oh, yeah. you know, I yeah. want to bring James Harden Smoke back. Smoke screen dance, like, man. The, the son. Who, yeah, nobody wants to. He's a long lost son. I get it. Houston loves James Harden because he was the guy that Daryl Moore picked out. And that's basically his team or his city. But you got to let the young guys go because another guy we didn't mention is Tari Eason, who's another super athlete mm. who I think has another nice, another nice corner three you know mid-range guy that could maybe step into a nice role for them so i just think it's a similar situation with how like orlando how they're building with just their young guys and they're just going just let them go like give our man the ball i think he's going to be a nice playmaker he's a bigger guard and i do think you know jalen green jabari smith he's another guy that could shoot it's just they're gonna the sky is the limit um for me i when i was going through a little bit of the prep last week just looking at guys like because I kind of knew in the top 10 who was going to go where, and I kind of had an idea of, like, these are probably going to be the top 10 to 12 guys. I just didn't know which team was going to draft them. What I was looking at, like, that late lottery past the lottery to, like, the maybe, what, 23rd pick? Because I think – I'm not sure. Whatever pick was Golden State, the last pick. That's how I was looking at teams that would draft right there. Yeah. Man, Jalen Hushafino, I kept watching his tape, and I mm. love how like calm he is. He's a super, super, super calm guard. And I think him getting drafted by the Lakers, because Lakers always make, for the most part, good picks. Oh, yeah, I think the Lakers him. drafting him, mm-hmm. They, I think they probably saw in the personal what workouts that? that like he can handle L.A. Yeah. Like There's certain guys, like I think everybody in the first round can go. They can all get buckets. They can all you know be a specialist on defense. They can shoot threes. They can do whatever. But I do think there's a certain mindset and a certain type of guy. Like, for instance, like Kuzma, I think, was a perfect example. Like, even though he sometimes could be a wild card, I, I think he looked at playing in L.A. as, like, this is not too big for me. Because I don't think Kuzma was from a huge school. Um, now, he had the profile of a guy who could, you know, translate to the NBA. But Hood Shafino is a bigger guard. Darvin Ham, I feel like, had a lot to do with this pick because he likes defensive type of guys, considering his background. He's got, a, like, crazy wingspan. Free throw shooting is around like 78%, which is it's decent. But I think his shot, if you watch his tape, his shot is smooth. It's not a hitch. It's not quirky. It's a very nice release. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be able to grow, not saying this year, but I think he'll be able to grow into a good shooter, like spot-up shooter. And plus, too, I don't think this pick necessarily is like, can, does he fit around LeBron? Like I think this is a post-LeBron era because I think yeah. a lot of smoke – at least coming from L.A. side and other sources, like this may be LeBron's last year. So, I mean, if you have a situation where Hood Shafino actually 
hits his potential, then you got a backcourt of him and Reeves. I really well, like that. You know what I'm thinking with him, Sean? I think they might let D'Lo walk. Probably. I know. I'm not he, saying. I'm not. Oh yeah, that's probably. been made after, saying, after that Western yeah. Conference Finals performance, man. Yeah. Six points. And I'm not saying like I do think D'Lo's getting destroyed. Like yeah. he oh, was, he but hurt. he was good in the first two rounds. He just was bad in the Western Conference know. Finals. They lost to the champion. I don't know like, about I'm not paying him crazy money, but like, yeah, you're right. Well, brother was else? making brother was making thirty million, man. He was worth, also, worth closer to three to thirty. It reminds me a bit of the Celtics situation, right? You know where we were talking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you take overall talent, the Celtics had a much better guard rotation, especially with the uh, the upcoming of Derek White. Right, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about Smart, Brogdon, Derek White, and how they were going to have to kind of make a decision. It, it shocked me a little bit. I mean, you could obviously probably get more for Marcus Smart, but trading him, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Jalen Huchifino has already earned his spot within the rotation, but I think the Reeves, D'Lo, uh, and you know JHS combo, they might have to end up picking you know one, especially if they have to pay Reeves this summer. So, you know, maybe they're thinking, and and honestly, Huchifino is just a much better, he's just a much better decision maker uh, when it comes to playing point guard than, than D'Lo is. I mean, you know, man, D'Lo, he's got to be one of the streakiest shooters. Oh yeah. He's off. He's got awful. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, man, I think it was an interesting draft. I'm curious to see what teams kind of do to fill up the rest of free agency, but Zoo is there any free agent signing year? Kind of eyeing right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. After the draft, man, like the Chicago Bulls didn't do much in the draft. So I'm looking forward to free agency. Like, mm-hmm. All I get is my get my boy, Adamo Sonogo out of UConn, baby. Two-way contract, man. That's all the Bulls got. <laughs> Former college basketball. Of course they National champion, finals MVP, Adamo Sonogo, man. AK know what's up, man. The UConn boy. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I, I've been talking about that dude. That's an NBA player. The, the, and now he gets an NBA G, or two-way contract, man. He deserves it, man. I'm excited for him to get the opportunity because he's ready better than a lot of the bigs, I would say, in the NBA, NBA right now, man. A lot yeah. of the bigs. He's a skilled big, man. So he's a low-key draft signing for the Bulls, man. Welcome to the 14th man, man on the bench, man. You're, you're digging for gold right now, Zoo, man. That's all you're doing. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, man. I watched Sonogo play six all games, right, right. and I'm sold, man. I'm eating it all up, man. I'm like, who the heck is this dude, man? This is a great up backup region. center. Oh, what a great signing by the Bulls. No, got a little, <laughs> no, he got a little yoke a in him, man. He got a little passing, man. got a little nice passing skills, he's man. Right, now he's getting yeah. blasted with me. Now, now now I, it is a little bad. Just a little, man. Just a little. Maybe a bootleg version of, man. Of you know what he, Bismack Biombo, man. That's oh, Biombo got zero skills, last in the league for a while, so I credit for that Let, way longer than i thought he would ever i forgot he was in it like five yeah. years ago and then he just yeah, showed he up might be critical round. for the suns next year if they mm. end up getting off of certain people on that team but looking forward to free agency man oh man i'm telling you there's some big names in free agency i don't know if they're gonna move because right now i would say the three biggest names right now james harden yep Kyrie irving and russell westbrook man hmm James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook. A lot of former uh, KD teammates, I would say, man. All these KD teammates, mm-hmm. man, all in the balance, man. I'm going to start with Mr. Harden. Because right now, we talk about the smoke. let the Houston Rockets uh, go back home. You pay the brother $50 million. Nah, nah, nah. The Houston Rockets ain't going to do that, man. Because all I'm hearing from the Houston Rockets are bringing in veterans. 
if you, uh, I heard veteran, so that's plural, man. You cannot be bringing in multiple veterans if you pay James Harden the freaking max contract for the next yeah. couple of years, man. And the fit just makes no sense, especially with getting the Thompson kid. Like, he's a point guard. And you're bringing Harden to run point with these kids. I'm like, that, the fit just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. Harden ain't going anywhere. But I'm like, Philly don't want to pay him the max. They don't want to pay him the max. So they're going to be negotiating. So I feel like it's going to be a little delayed. It ain't going to be one of those, like, <laughs> Friday night comes, man, whatever, 6.30, whatever the time is. Oh, the first one. Rockets, yeah, Rockets in, yeah. Rock, or the Philly and the Harden agree to a sign or a contract extension. So it's going to be a lot of negotiation, man. Because I'm like, who else could get Harden? Who else could get Harden? You look well, at no, it's not who else league. could get Zoo. It's who else would pay for an aging player. That's the other thing you got to consider, man. I don't yeah, know. Harden, yeah, Not Harden's just a tough guy. Like the way he plays, the way how he's old. So you got to be in a time frame to try to win now, even though in the playoff times, man, James Harden has those games where he's got awful. Like he his mm-hmm. peaks are incredible, but his bottoms are trash, man. He's like one of the worst players. Like reminded a little about D'Lo, man. When shots off, no confidence, man. Like when he loses confidence, he just doesn't do anything on the court. So I'm like. James Harden is one of those guys I find real, real interesting, man. But I don't see him going anywhere. That's the problem. It's I don't see him going anywhere. Daryl Moore is going to take care of him because that's his boy. Yeah. He's not. I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, else. I'm looking at. That's I'm looking boy. at like teams and he's going to pay him because that's what Daryl Morey always does. He pays him and then says, "We'll figure it out later." That's I mean, how he does. Do the are the Clippers going to be able to unload any contracts this year that would free up enough space to pay a potential big three with PG Kawhi? And Harden. I mean, because you're looking at like they, win now teams that need to make a little bit of an adjustment to get them back in like the full swing of championship run. I don't see anybody in the East. I mean, you look at the teams no, like the Raptors. The he's not. He's not going to Canada. Like, I mean, you're sacrificing no. so much income to go there. He's not going back to the Nets. The Hawks. No way he meshes with Trey. Cavs are already have a backcourt. Celtics and Bucks. Obviously, no. You go over to the West, man. I mean, you look at Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns. Neither, none of them need it. Kind of comes down to the Clippers, and if the Timberwolves could swing it, maybe they would. But because they're dumb. But to your point, Zoo, I don't but see if, any easy suitors for Harden. No, it's the, it's the 76ers. Nobody. I, I don't even. James Harden to me, that's the easiest one. Because, like you said, there there's nobody else who's going to give him the amount of money that he's going to get, but Daryl. Because Daryl's just loyal to Harden. He's going to pay him. I'm, sure. I think he's going to pay him a good amount of money. And Daryl has shown in his past he don't care nothing about the massive contracts. He just pays it, and then because this may speak to his genes, but he usually just get figures out how to get off these contracts later. This is what he does. He's going to pay right. James. That's his guy. And I'm pretty sure when the whole thing happened with uh, the Nets, I think there was a lot of nod, nod, wink, wink, like Daryl, like, look, bro. I got you out of that hill hole that you was in. Like, <laughs> I'm going to take care of you again. That's just what it is. Yeah. Even though we have seen James Harden, to Zeus' point, in the playoffs, you know, which I think this this playoffs, he had a couple more big bigger moments. So that gives you a little bit of optimism. But the 76ers' problem is going to be the growth of Tyrese Maxey. If he keeps continuing to grow, I think they have a chance. But, yeah, James yep. Harden, he's probably signed with the Sixers. Uh, uh, I'm actually eyeing – Draymond Green, man. And I know a lot of people think he's going to re- just re-sign with the Warriors, and it's very possible After that he the does. Jordan Poole trade, man, they got a lot yeah, more likely. Exactly. But on a team I'd love for him to go to is the Kings, man. I think that just be- <laughs> Just because. No, no, no. no. Here's, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
I mean, look, they, they made that trade with uh with what's his name? With Holmes, Rashad I Holmes. think. Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, they have enough cash Cleared space. Up cash space so they have thirty five million to spend. I mean, look, he's probably gonna ask for thirty. I think he turned down a twenty seven point five player option. Sue he said the uh, Hall of Famer, man, you can ask for it. You probably will get 30, though. I love Draymond, man, but I'm not paying that brother no, 30 when somebody he's will. Somebody will, man. He's a glue guy. That's a team that severely needs defensive help. I think they were bottom seven this past year in defensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you obviously look at the four spot. Harrison Barnes is probably gone. Finally, he was off. You might be out of the league, Zoo. He was out, dude. Your long, your long lost wish. Harrison man. Bricks, man, back at it. Harrison again. Bricks. I had to watch him in the playoffs. So I mean, you pair them up, and then you got to remember that Mike Brown was an assistant with the Warriors yep. for a long time. So they have a solid relationship between the two. I think they were actually really got along. Mike Brown really found his way by being under Steve. Sad to say, I think Steve Kerr might even be younger than Mike Brown. I could be wrong there, but he learned back. He learned how to be a coach again under Steve Kerr. And, you know, you're looking at what he did with the Kings last year. They're only going up. Draymond had a lot of nice things to say about how much respect he had for De'Aaron Fox after playing them in the playoffs. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I do think he'll probably stay home once again. Pretty loyal guy to the franchise that, quote, took a, took a chance on him, right? Coming out of college, he was not the player that we see seen really in their, since their dynasty run. So, I mean, I just think that that's a fun one to think about. I think the Pistons have also kind of been rumored just because it's his home, hometown team. Yeah, hometown team. But if you're actually looking for an outside genuine fit with the team's ability to pay him, and they don't need to really get anybody else. They have solid role players. So if they could just put a lot of that money towards Draymond, it might be a nice move. You know what I think, outside of just the Kings doing it to be funny, I do think that the reason why Draymond opted out was just to, like – you gotta also remember he's represented by clutch. So all this, and I and I hate always saying clutch because every agency does this, but it's just a leverage pool. Because yeah, I course. do think, to Zoo's point, it's like with this Draymond deal, we all know it's on the back end of this deal. It's just not going to be pretty. It's a lot of players we can no. say that about, but I think Draymond more than anybody, it's just not going to be pretty on the back end of this deal. But you know, if he ends up maybe getting a three or four year deal, like. The Warriors, you're, you're. I think you're just gonna have to pony up and pay that, especially if the Kings are real threats to sign up. Now, in terms of the fit, I don't like the fit with Sabonis. I just don't like because now you're looking really? at Sabonis and Draymond. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't. Uh, but I do like the Kings just getting Draymond to piss off the Warriors because I do think if that actually happened. The Warriors be great. We have to slow down the whole talk about them doing anything in the West. Because I think Draymond, for that team specifically, is vi- like truly important. You're, there's no one they could go get. They could go get the most skilled Bill guy, big guy Andre ever. Jackson. Yeah, they can get whoever. <laughs> like <laughs> they would uh they would not be the same team. Like no. Looney's not gonna be able to replicate that. Um I nobody on that. their roster could do what Draymond does. So to me, I think. You know, if I put a percentage on, it's like 93%. Um, but for me, speaking of the Kings uh, and <laughs> Zoo talking about Harrison Bricks, I do think that a guy would be a perfect fit for them would be Kyle Kuzma as another swing mm, wing. I like that, get. man. I like that. Because I almost think Keegan Murray is like Kyle Kuzma, but in a different way. He's younger, and I think he has a little bit more of a higher ceiling. But I think having two solidified wings who could go get buckets, because we know Kuzma can do that, and he restored a little bit of his reputation in Washington. Having two wings that can go get buckets along with Fox, and I I guess they'll still be able to keep Malik Monk and the rest of their team, 
I like that a lot because then you're looking at a scenario where you got at least five people on the court that can go get buckets. And I like that if you're in the West that's increasingly getting tough with a lot of the moves that have been made. So I like Kuzma more so with the Kings more so than Draymond. But if I'm the Kings, I would probably just do it just to piss off the Warriors because that whole Bay Area and uh, it's not a rivalry because the Golden State Warriors have been kicking everybody's ass. More like a big bro, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the little bro getting a little like a little one up, and it's like we're here now. But one game starting to hit his growth spurt. You're starting to hit his growth spurt a little bit, you know. But I don't know about the fit. But, but yeah, in terms of the rest of the free agents, man, I don't. I mean, I see one that I did think boy, about. Huh? Your favorite player, huh? Well, I, I listen. Who you about to say? Because I'm about to. I already know what. Van Fleet. Ahead. Yes, I was literally about to go because I. I was thinking to myself like he didn't. I think he's like unrestricted, right? So yeah. it was like he didn't sign, yeah. and I was just like, ah, I don't know. But then I was thinking like, okay, so what are some scenarios? I'm just literally going through the team teams of like. Okay, maybe you can fit over here, and, uh, and I couldn't really think of anything. But then it literally came to me like probably forty minutes before the pod, and I was thinking about. I know the Sun said they're not trading Aiton, but I wouldn't be mad at an Aiton sign and trade flip. Now I don't know what the other fillers could be and what that scenario could be because if I'm just straight up, if I'm the Suns, I don't know if I do that trade because I need something back. Like, I need something else because they're pretty much deprived of any type of wing depth. But I don't think Toronto's going to give them any type of – I don't know any wing on Toronto that they'd be like, yeah, I'll just give it to you because I'm not giving up Ananobi. I'm not giving up Barnes. Like, I think Gary Trent resigned, like, not giving up Gary Trent. Like, I'm not giving up any other guy. So, I think Toronto would be the first one to say no. But if that was viable, you can get Aiton swap for Van Vliet. I like Van Vliet as a fourth option being a point – I know everybody's like, Book's going to be the new point guard, but I <laughs> do not want Booker playing point guard 30 to 35 minutes a game. It's fine for 15, but I do not want point Book because what's going to happen is he's going to be exposed as a average point guard when I want Book to go get buckets because I still think that their apexes, and I know we all love Kevin Durant, like when Book's get getting it going and we saw it in the playoffs, like he's best as a scorer. So – in spurts, I wouldn't mind point book, but if you get a guy like Van Vliet, who we know, I mean, this season he wasn't an analytic darling, but I think with him being a fourth option, Van Vliet having wide open shots and leading that team, plus, plus, man, they he's kind of a little bit of the four on their roster. Of, like he's a winner. I think he's a winning player. Oh. He just had a bad year. I think right. he's a winning player. Oh, I don't know about that winning player, man. He's a, he's a As nice a fourth option. He's, I think he's, he's, he's an overachiever story. in the NBA after being undrafted. Great, cute Cinderella story, man. But <laughs> I don't want I don't want a six foot guy shooting thirty nine percent starting on my team, man. That's just me. Is that That's a player? Is that what he normally does though? That's what he normally does. Usually, he usually like shoots below forty percent for his career, man. So that's what he does, man. Awful. And I think it goes up with three. You're playing with three all stars. You got to remember that he's not the second option. Yo, I mean, but like, after the fourth option, what's their fifth and sixth? Do they even have players to Biz fill? Biz Mac in campaign. Oh, <laughs> Jack Lando, man. Jack Lando. Dude, they don't <laughs> have to. Tory Craig. Oh, my God. They yeah, Tory Craig. I actually like Tory Craig. I actually like Tory Craig. Shout out to my boy D. That's his, that's his homeboy. But go ahead. I was going to say, they're going to have to play 48 minutes a game. Like, I swear to God. No, I, I, listen, you weren't here when we talked about the bill trade, but I – it's me. I think I made this point, but it's like it's the classic 
hey, I'm the new owner. Let me make a splash. That's all it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think – because I told you, I don't think Kevin Durant and D-Book was like, better go get Bradley Bill or we're, we're out of here. No. Like, I don't think they were saying that. So I think this was just more of a let me just show I'm the cool new owner. Let me do whatever. Because you even have reports coming out of there that James Jones was not really on board with that. No. He didn't even want to trade Zeta for Kevin Thomas Durant. And the owner. He didn't want to trade yeah. for Kevin Durant. It was until Ishbia came in. He pretty much like, let's go all in. Let's trade bridges tickets, and everything. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know why they want to sell tickets when you already got two major stars. Like, I don't know what. Yeah, Bradley, Beal ain't Bradley Beal ain't selling any more tickets, man. That dude is not. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking more about, more about KD than anything. All right, KD, absolutely. But Bradley Beal ain't, <laughs> he ain't box office, man. He ain't sold tickets in DC in years, man. And plus, too, we've seen it. Over the last at least four or five years, like, and you know, with the apron, which I think the second tax apron penalty and all that stuff that didn't go in effect till like maybe two seasons from now. So I don't know if that's going to be a big, biggest deal this season, but I do think it's just we've seen it over and over. Like, this three star model, like, it's not as successful as people want to make it out to be. Like, mm-hmm. people still are on this whole. Well, if you just get the best players in the league and stack them together, you're going to win, which that is true. But there's levels to good players and there's roles to players. And I think that just looking at the draft, like looking at all the talent that came into the league this year, like there's bad teams in the league. Like if you just want to say the Rockets and Orlando Magic are two of the worst teams. I don't even know about Orlando anymore, man. Wizards, man. It's crazy. Nah. The only thing I would say is God off and because the Wizards are the full rebound. Orlando gonna be looking nice, man. Yeah, I really like. like who do you I think, guys think the worst team in the league could be? I would say probably Washington after Washington. their full rebound. And look who's on their roster. We all love Tyus. Jordan Poole had a bad playoff, but he's a he's a bucket getter. Like the guy that they're saying they drafted, like has Giannis potential in terms of he's not even done growing. Like he could be a seven foot one guy. As a defensive guy who can get in, who can, who's still going to have his athleticism, like I mean, there's, there's, so if that they're the worst team, like the league is talented, it's deep. It is, yeah. Can't be the Spurs yeah. no longer, man. The Spurs are the no. real deal after getting Wimby, man. They're no longer be the bottom four no more after getting Wimby Yama. So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's just a splash hire. That's what me and Zoo kind of agreed on. And I agree. Good luck, good luck to the Suns because they're going to need. They'll be, it, they'll be in it. Yeah, they're definitely going to be in it. They're definitely going to go, but it's probably still going to hinge on KD staying healthy too. Because if he has a fully healthy season, which is going to be hard to ask for, if he does, they're, they're going to have a shot to be really, really good. Uh, but to your point, when I was thinking about Van Vliet, man, I couldn't think of any other scenario that makes sense for him or where he wants Houston to go. Houston has been and rumored to want Van Vliet. I don't know, but I don't want to take it from my man. I don't want to take it from my man. I know you guys. He's also yeah. He's not a true true point. Yeah, he's just he's more of a scoring guy. He loves jacking up threes. Yeah, he is, but I think on that t- role or in his role on that team, he would have to be. And if and if they can't get him on that page, look, this team's growing anyways. It's kind of like, all right, sure, we paid the man, but like, you still got room. There's no expectations in Houston, is my point, right? And and to your point, yeah. Udoka as well, he might be able to kind of snap him into like, hey man, we need you to be doing X, X, and X hit a wide open three, but you got to be facilitating because our second best facilitator is pretty much our big man, right? So Jalen Green ball. wants the ball. What's Vliet? needs the ball. I don't know. He's averaged eight assists a game. I mean, that's not bad. 
How much do you think he's gonna go for though? I think he's gonna get a hundred. I keep saying he's gonna uh, get a hundred. Four for a hundred. He probably get a Jalen Brunson. That's oh, why I don't think he's. Oh, think if he gets Jalen Brunson money, man. Oh, geez. I'm telling you, Zoo, he's going to. No, he's gonna get. I don't, I don't know, man. Like maybe with ninety new, with the new CBA rules. These NBA teams, man, getting a little handsy with their money now, man. You see people yeah. like they over the Atlanta Hawks overpaid John Collins. They got rid of his contract pretty much by trading him. He might for get a, traded finally. Yeah, for a, yeah, for a second round pick and whatever, like salary filler. Like he got traded for nothing. And he's a pretty <laughs> nice exception. player. Yeah, exactly. That's because like a lot of these teams now. So I'm really, really interested to see if any team's gonna ball all out. Because if you give out thirty million dollars to a dude that does not produce, you're screwed now with the new salary rules. Like you can't, you can't have like a. Michael Porter type thing happened to your team, man. Like these things with these max contracts to non-max guys, man, isn't it clear that out, man? It's going to clear a lot of those yeah. out, man. But I also think there's teams that have to they have to spend their money, and I think Houston's one of those teams because they got a lot of young guys on like young contracts, so they're going to have to they're going to have to spend the money. So that's why a lot that's what it comes down to with a lot of these guys is certain teams that have these, you know like floors that they got to get to you got to spend it on somebody you can't just spend it on a bunch of minimum guys and a bunch of young guys you got to spend it on whoever and to your point van vliet out of the free agents that's available like he's definitely in the top five that shows you the like the crop that is yeah. out right now because jeremy is another guy like i think he's gonna resign reporting he's gonna get like four for maybe 115 oh he may get that <laughs> Because I think that's also – I also think it's like a oh lord a, a little small gesture to Dame. Like, look, we're trying to build around here. I think that's what they would do that for. Like, I don't know if Jeremy Grant's worth that. But he had really good stats. But, like, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant is, like, a building block. I don't think most people would say he is that. But it's like, do you want to make Dame happy? Do you want to show Dame, mm-hmm. look, we're doing something. Even though we kind of look at this like, oh, it's something. But it's not the biggest move they can make. So – I don't know. All this, the free agency is definitely going to throw, like everything we're saying right now is like maybe 95% going true, but there's always that 5% of like, oh, did not see that trade coming or oh, didn't see that signing coming. So, come on, this AK. is why the NBA, <laughs> <laughs> this come is why NBA man. dominates, man. Come on, man. This is why he dominates. I man, you have to just resign in Vooch, man. Just, oh, just accept your fate, man. Just give oh, him Vooch. Stop it, man. Get resign in Vooch. I don't want to see resign Vooch and Derek Jones and that's our offseason. You know what's happen, dude. Then they're probably going to be like, oh, we're going to be no. bringing back Tristan Thompson. Big signing. <laughs> Teach Sonogo how to run the league, oh, you know? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey man, look, oh, look at it like this. Is. You guys, you guys were ahead of the curve on DeRozan because everybody was like, "Why would you pay DeRozan that? That worked out." And then you got burned with the Vooch. Like you can't win them all. That's how I look at it. Can't no, win them know, all. We didn't get burned with the Vooch. We got burned with the Lonzo knees, man. Mm. Well, that's that's just, that's, 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 that's just twenty million even, a year. Yeah, Brandon Brandon Do we need? Yeah, legit. He got that's the Brandon Noy injury, so it's over. We're, we need a point guard, and if if our point that's guard Van turns Fleet. out to be Van Fleet, I am going to be so disappointed. Right, I, if, if we give that brother words, over man. 25 mil a year, man, I'm done. I'm, well, you I'm, know what? I'm, I'm, let's take Kyle Lowry's contract from the <laughs> He's like, out of uh, Dude, Van Fleet 25 a year. Oh, stop. Jesus. Jesus Christ, man. I don't yeah, it's, it's, we are desperate, though. That's the thing. We are desperate. We got Pat Bev at point guard, man. Yep. That's what I'm saying. He was our best point guard. He was our best point guard on our roster, Pat Bev. <sighs> I don't I don't see the – I don't think they do the Van Fleet. I hope just because you put this in the universe, there's no way you being the Bulls fan you are, they would do that. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Oh, but you know, 
there's going to be a lot of free agent signings that we're going to be uh, looking into. Make sure you guys follow us on bullheaded underscore pod. I will be updating as fast as I can. Same thing with TikTok. Same type of videos I do on Instagram, Reels, TikTok. You know, the whole algorithm sometimes gets messed up, but I'm doing the same type of content. Make sure you also watch us on YouTube. Uh, Quantro knows I'm update. I mean, I'm doing shorts probably three times a week on there. And I'm also trying to put a little bit of uh, cutting clips and putting different type of videos up with different type of free agency moves. So make sure you guys tune into that. And for me, Zoo and Peebush, we are out.